efficiency filter and heat exchange system. Perspiration passes through the first layer and is gathered in the second, where salt is separated. Breathing and walking provide the pumping action. Wholeness and balance vibration to everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to another amazing episode of AstroQuest Season 3. And I'm rather laid back for today because I, I just said, you know, I showed up today, and that's going to mean more than anything because of the message itself. And I'm using some new stuff today, and we got, you know, some new things set up in the, in the studio because this is how we want to start bringing the message. So I, I do want everyone to know that. Some of the stuff that we're going to be using today, we'll be using it for the first time. So if you see any misspellings or um, technical errors or anything of that nature, just realize that we're working to perfect it. But I have a feeling that nobody on the line could care less. They're here to get the information in whatever shape or form that they can get it, and especially if it rings truth with the synchronistic life that they're experiencing. So that is exactly what we are bringing and have been bringing for the last, I believe it's now five years, four years. I know it's been a lifetime for me. But personally, this has been an amazing adventure. And we started off, you know, just with a book. And that's, of course, The Code of the Matrix, which you can find on the Internet. It's absolutely free. And here we are, I would, like I said, four or five years later, 13,000 active members strong. And not only that, but having millions of impressions over the Internet and pictures and videos and excerpts and all these different things that give an individual more pieces to the real puzzle of actuality. And so I guess I should start because today is a, is a rather um, potent show. It's, it may be lengthy, uh, obviously, because we're going to be taking questions also in the end of the show, so that may extend things a little bit more. But my main objective to with today's show is to convince you, and I will literally do the job, I will tap dance, I will entertain, to show you that you are, in fact, a supreme being and that there is not an inkling of doubt in my mind 
that by the end of the show that you will be fully aware of that. So the thing is, is that you need then to prepare yourself for this level up, prepare yourself for this awakening. And, you know, all the time I talk about we should do something before the shows and not saying we're going to do it now, but we should do something before the shows that allows you to be able to relax yourself and to get out of the more hominid primate state of mind of judgment and wasting energy on, on specific small things that don't really even matter. And in retrospect, you don't even have the time or space or energy to actually be changing. But instead to tap into a limitless zone that we just call perpetual energy, okay? We call it wholeness. And then in wholeness, there is uh, only really one maxim, and that is all is self. So whatever you encounter is yet another part of you. And so today I'm going to explain to some supreme beings how your allotment, your, what's in your will, if you may, is an inheritance of everything, okay? So in your will, in your inheritance from your father, mother, biorhythm, whatever you want to call it, they left you everything. And what humanity and many other life forms have been spending their existences doing is figuring out what part of that everything they really want during that cycle. Because there's something interesting about everything, and that's, it's everything. So it could be a little overwhelming. So individuals who may or may not have had issues with dealing with everything and controlling themselves with the energy of everything have gone into certain stages that are only designed based on the person's action. So inside of yourself, what I'm saying is, is a mechanism that when you start to get into a stage of when you need correction, so like if you start wobbling, then circumstances and things are going to take place that allow you to correct that wobble, and that's a part of what you're experiencing here on Earth, is even in, a, in the most vivid way, meaning what you're seeing in front of you, what you're seeing outside, what you're seeing when you walk into the kitchen and the bathroom, is you'll see reflections of imperfections just part of things. Because in a physical reality, everything from the moment of its creation begins its decay process. Because r physical realities are running a cycle. And in this cycle, it's a life-death, 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 life-death. It's like a generator. The two follow one another around. They're actually connected. But because they believe that they're so diametrically opposed to one another, life and death, they fail to realize their connection. And so this is also manifested within our state of mind and our reality and how we may think about life and that encourages us. And then for others, they think about death and that depresses them. But when you actually run them all together, what they become is the perpetual energy that is necessary to sustain your existence. So I did read a, a brief question that was on my Facebook and someone said, oh, are we continuing chakras or is this over? Is it over the chakras? It's all about chakras. There's never any point, even within the last, I don't know, 100 episodes of all the stuff that we've been doing, that it hasn't really been about the chakras because the chakras are the world. But to be very direct that, yes, we are once again uh, going into the Muladhara chakra in every uh, sense of the way to approach the Muladhara chakra. And because of that, it's um, because of that process being one of deprogramming 
there is really no rush per se in actually getting an individual into the total realization of their power plant, like where their power, where your, where your power, where your energy comes from. And today you will also see that that power and that energy is amplified based on how much you know about your past and your connection or your interconnectivity with your ancestral connections, your biorhythms, which are everything. Like I can't, I can't exalt you enough, if that's the right word, but I can't encourage you enough to basically get out of the top part of the spectrum. Oh, I come from Ireland or I come from uh, uh, Adibulan or I come from this place, and just seeing it only there, but go yet further. Challenge your mind constantly. Like when you think that you're at some plateau that you figured it out, ask the next question that is in a tense contrary to what you've just learned in order to get to your next stage because that's what's really being shown here, that these supposedly opposing forces only produce an energy that gets us to our next stage. So there was only really one request then, is that in our infinites, that there continuously be more levels. So in your immortality, what has been created is something impossible. And I cannot tell you enough how it's impossible for something to come from nothing. <laughs> but our sheer existence here shows us that we've not only accomplished the possible once, but have created some kind of holographic blueprint that allows us to continue to do it over and over again. So there will no, be no end of the animals, the humans, the ideas, the thoughts, the deities, the myths. There will be no end. Quite the contrary, that will only be collected and used as a humongous net that we cast over the abyss in order to track our path, okay? So that we can make some sense out of nothing <laughs> because that's what we would be doing in the abyss. So let's start there then. So, and uh, we have a little intruder here. Let's uh, see if we can get rid of the intruder here. Come Anyway, all right, I'm going to do a sound test here. I've got sabotage for a second. <laughs> all right, so we're just going to let the fly run around and, and then see if it's going to get enlightened and decide to leave. So let's go ahead and get to this screen here. And what I'm going to show you is, is how we're going to begin to deliver the message, okay? And... Personally, like I was going to do this a while ago, but I, I, every time I tried to use one of these pins, you know, it just, it would go haywire. And then, so I gave it a shot the other day and obviously it worked because it's here right now. But yeah, I gave it a shot the other day and it just so happens that I was realizing as long as I just kind of go slow, like I'm drawing something, then it will uh, conform to what I want it to do. So today... I'm going to have to slow it down. And that's what's going to make today's show so intricate because I'm not just going to talk about the knowledge and the information. And, the, you know, I could say sometimes, oh, go look at it on Google, pull it up on Google right now. And a lot of people do. They just go to their Google and they type it in. But because I'm still delivering the message, it's like by the time they get to Google and they made it, maybe that messes with their connection, they decide to shut the page down. And they, they don't get to the knowledge that I was bringing forward. 
And for the individuals who've been, been following the message for years now, that's fine because they're in sync anyway, so they automatically catch all the information and even dissect it on a different level for themselves. But for the people who just tuned in and for the first time they're listening to what we're talking about, it can be overwhelming. And, and if you don't have the ability to descend your chakras, then you also don't have the ability to see that that may be happening. And so I'll tell you today that our approach at bringing what you call enlightenment or illumination or, or emancipation and self-substantiation and our whole approach at doing that has to constantly be honed because each person is different. Each person actually has, as you'll see, a specific tone, a specific, specific vibration, a specific light. And for those who are full spectrum, it is their real duty in every sense of duty, because as a gardener, when you have a full spectrum, you're a gardener because you can give nourishment to anything, to nourish according to where the individual needs nourishment. So this is something I want to talk about because some people, they like to stay in their strong point or their strong zone, right? So let's say, for instance, the person's very, uh, uh, um, uh, let's say, uh, esoterically through esoteric knowledge. I'm talking about the, the cult knowledge. We'll put it like that. A cult adept, right? Still got a bad diet, still eating meat, doesn't know anything about any of that stuff, but definitely knows the whole cult thing. So every time they go at an individual, even grandma, <laughs> it's all about, oh, this is the real meaning of this, and this is the real meaning of this, and this. And then the person is totally inundated, like, oh my goodness, I don't want to hear this. I don't think you're saying the truth. And it's because you have chosen the wrong tool. <laughs> This is the jack of all trades, as we talked about. The jack of all trades is the master of none. He knows some trades and things, but no mastery, because mastery actually teaches you how every single thing that you approach in life is running on this specific blueprint, and it stretches across every single field. So you can go into a conversation about diet, conversation about um, of getting the body together on, on, uh, on a physical level, eating the right things. You can go into that and be a thousand, a million times more effective than the lost battle with auntie over the existence of Jesus. You see what I mean? So what happens here is, is that we inherit within everything the ability to bring forth the knowledge and the information in the spectrum and to the level in which the, of the individual that we're approaching. And that is actually on us, like that's something that we should have the care and we should have the responsibility of doing because it's like a painter. You don't just throw paint on there. Oh, I got paint. You just got paint, so you throw it on there. That's not how it works. You take a brush then. There's other tools that are needed and you get in there and then you start putting it together. But so that's the same thing that happens with this knowledge. Like we have to keep going in there and say, okay, let me go in deeper because if I do really know the truth, then I'm gonna be able to find it everywhere. I'm gonna be able to find it and pull it out of their knowledge, my knowledge, someone else's knowledge. Everything's knowledge is going to be there. So let's get into this. So what you have is the Nile Delta here. Okay, this place is called Ta Mary. Okay, and I'll spell it for you here. Let's see if we can get this to work. There we go. It's working. Okay. Oops. Supposed to be using this one. Kind of like that one because it's. Okay. Ta Mary. Okay. And this is off of ancient knowledge of the people who live in the area. You want to know what's going on, you just ask the people who live in the area. Like, you can email them, right? And then I'll also tell you that this place 
that they call Africa, okay, okay, is not called Africa by the original peoples that were there. It was called, and let me try to spell it correctly, but Aki Bulan, okay? So Africans are really Akibulanians, okay? And I can kind of see maybe why they changed the name or something, maybe because they couldn't pronounce it properly or whatever, but what I'm saying is, is that if you think you're from one place and you're really from another and you start pronouncing the wrong names, then you become from that place, okay? So instead of giving an ancient teaching of culture, what I want to actually really start with today is about a template, a blueprint. Because some people, when I opened up this map, may have already started feeling separate. Well, I'm not from Africa, so I guess, you know, we're not going to get into Irish history. <laughs> but the reality is, is that what I'm showing you today is a template. It is a blueprint. You will find this in the entire universe, wherever you go. So it actually functions as a star map, right? That you can lay over your own personal map, that you can lay over your spiritual progress through multiple dimensions, Okay. So now this area is called, as you see here, excuse me, I don't have to write it. Oops. Uh-oh. Learning how to use some of the features here. Here we go. Okay. So now delta. Okay. But what is a delta? Right? This is a delta. Okay. So... Do I have to really be like a Time Lord, Stargate traveler <laughs> to really see that this is a delta? <laughs> and that this delta, in fact, would be the birth canal of this particular area's blueprint. Okay? And when you see it that way, then you can lock into a great deal of knowledge, especially what's here in these areas here, because the temples that are here, excuse me, and this is Lower Egypt. I don't know why this thing keeps changing by itself. But the temples that are here in Lower Egypt are actually the temples that are configured to receive the energy when it first enters the planet. And this energy is actually not physical yet. So if... In every part of the world, what I'm telling you, I don't know how many of these bodies there are, but if in, I'm sure there's a, one in Mother Russia, just like this is Mother Africa, the motherland, Akibulan. And then I'm sure America has one because it has north, south, and uh, central, right? And then I'm sure a couple other hemispheres have them, right? Because these are living beings, like these are the titans, if you may. This is probably Tiamat. Because Marduk, as a Sumerian god, which we'll talk about later, obviously uh, in saying it went to Cush, which is obviously in this same area, is all metaphor. Okay? So let me go into some more images here. Because I wanted to tell you, like before we begin, that if you have this river here then, that's called the Nile, and then obviously Ethiopia and the garden, as they call it, or the, the place that the paradise uh, first started, the beginning of the Bible. If you have all that taking place in this area, right? And let me get this. Okay. 
Excuse me, oh, one second, everyone. I just, I'm just trying to get something here. Okay. So what you'll notice then is that it's talked about in the Euphrates and it's talked about in the, in the, uh, in the place of the garden that there was four rivers. Okay, and I just don't have the map here to do what I need to do. But there were four rivers. And so all I'm trying to get drive home here is for people to understand that this entire place at a certain point was underwater. Okay? And that what large rivers are, are those areas that were still, you know, it still had so much ocean water and in, in, in running through it. And I'm not doing the best at explaining this now because I'm looking at two things at one time. But again, so what you're dealing with here is... Mar, okay? Now remember, the Zulu have a story that they're from Mars, but Mar means ocean, okay? Or sea, right? So you can see also why they, oh, Moses, he parted the Red Sea. <laughs> that's here, right? Or here. Now that's still a phallic uh, reference, <laughs> okay? And you can see why this is the same area that's being referred to because there's, there's wombs in this area. Okay? So this mar is what we're going to be honing in on because it actually will show us how what became later on maritime, which is maritime law, um, what became later on Merovingian, okay, because this word mar is, like we wrote above, is, is mer, right? So then it became mero or merope, okay? So this is one origin place that we will begin and discuss something much deeper. And here we go. And again, today's show is going to be a little bit slowed down because uh, I am using new stuff. And also, we didn't really put things in a specific order, but it is based on the message. Okay? So what I want to show here first is I want to show this connection with what's actually in the ocean. Because there was once a time where not too, not too long ago in what we call the Enlightenment era, all of the things that were rare and all the books that maybe had power and things that had worth, the king issued a decree throughout the land that if you bring those things to him, that he would pay you for them. Okay? And so this was the beginning of the Enlightenment era because it caused a lot of things that no one had ever seen before to be put in front of their face, the same way that the, the Internet is doing now. So here we have then the origins of the heart symbol, okay, which is phi, right? Because phi is this particular design right here. And let me, uh, and obviously when I get a lot better at using this graphics or even get a new pad, it would actually show up a lot better, but we'll go with it, right? So the phi is here, right? The phi ratio. Right?
okay? And, and some will argue, they'll be like, oh, no, it's fine, fine, because, you know, they're, all, they're both related. They're, that's why they're both encoded into the pyramid, but, you know, a lot of people just argue down about these two, but they're related. Just know that, so you don't have to be a mathematician today. And then you look at the heart, which, of course, means love, <laughs> and you get why. Because when your heart is broke, this means that your loved one, one loved one is here, obviously, another one loved one is here. When they come together, right, they create. So two fives, five, because I told you how five was related to five. Five plus five equals ten. Ten, of course, is the number because this is uh, the phallic, right? And then this is the yoni, right? And so these two come together, and that's the ten, all right? And these shells are worlds because on the outside of the shell, there's a hard crust and protection, okay? This serves to keep everything out and also to keep what is inside in if it does not know how to open up the shell, okay? And so this is why you see Venus emerging from the shell, because we know that phi, and I have to put all this here. There's one thing that's called clear. Let me see if I can find that. Okay, well, I can't find it, so we'll just use this one. 72 times 5 equals 360. Okay, here in the pentagram, the angle, and this is, you calculate angles with a compass, okay, is 72 degrees, okay? So this really makes a circle, okay? It's the way of really squaring a circle. This is like the difference between dimensions, third dimension, fourth dimension, fifth dimension, and how do things look? You can go on to Wikipedia and look at 16 cells, 12 cells, tesseracts. And what these show you is, is that when you pause them, they make shapes like this. And then you can calculate the degrees, and then that's why the straight lines really equal curves, but the straight lines are encoded. They're written versions of the curve, okay? So now we know that this same spiral here is the same, or circle, because what is, a, what is a circle? A circle is a spiral, right? And I need a little room here. So let me go over here. It's a spiral, right? But turn facing you. And that's why I put that perspective thing up on the, on the Facebook today, because if it's facing you, it looks one way, but if it's turned to the side, it looks another. <laughs> and that governs perspective. So a circle is really a spiral, okay? So this is known as the spiral force then. It's actually the force that creates worlds. So let me see if I can find this clearing thing because it would be awesome to just get, actually I could just do it like this. So let me show you also how this whole riddle really works. Okay, there we go. Here's the riddle. They call it casting 
What's, what's going on here? Definitely need to give me a new pad. Okay. Casting spells. This is a riddle. I'm going to show you how today there are so many riddles within what we think is evil and dark and because that's where they hide it. They hide it behind some monster, the truth. It's the same thing. They said, oh, we put the cherubim around the garden to guard the garden so that no other human being could enter back into the garden lest they eat from the tree of life, right? So this means that if you ever were getting close to the tree of life, then there would be something awful and terrible and ugly and evil and crazy and killing and all this kind of stuff right before you get to it. And that would serve to protect it. Because if you couldn't get through that, then you can't get to it. So let me show you how it really is. Casting, what is a cast, right? Some people know a cast is a thing you put on your arm when your arm is broken, right? Right? Cast. Right? And cast also is, I think that, that may be cast with a, the cast has so many references, right? Because there's a, there's a cast as in uh, uh, the stars of a show, right? And then there's another cast system, right? Which is really the same thing, but a system that, tells who's on the top and who's on the bottom, right? So let us agree then a cast is to build, is something that you actually, uh, uh, you, uh, how can I put it? You put around something to stiffen it, okay? Like a casket, right? Okay, so this is a part of animation because when you put, something in a cast is to hold it in a specific position so that way it stays in that position and it can heal in that position, it can grow in that position, it can get formed in that position, right? So casting spells then has to be done with what? Words. And again, it's not my writing, it's the gravis pad, I tell you. <laughs> so casting has to be done, casting spells has to be done with words. So this means that every time that a person says some words, they're casting worlds or beginning to build worlds, right? Because this is the thing that I, that I uh, have been honing in on and discovering is that in order for something to appear in physical reality or 3D, let's say, for instance, excuse me, that 3D is here. If you begin casting then or building from here and you're saying, I'm going to be successful, right? You do, you build this world. But this is not a physical world yet. This is an ethereal world. It has all the particles, elements, materials, which are all come from ideas to create this next field right here, which may bring it into some kind of mineral base, some kind of water base. This means something that actually agrees with your idea and thinks about your idea, knows about your idea. But the last process is 3D. So you can see why when a person is casting with their words, because casting spells is even talking. It's talking people, right? So we have to realize that your talking is making these worlds. And based on 
how much energy, power that you have to put behind your ideas, basically how much will, because remember, this is the will, excuse me, the will, right? And I'm going to show you how the wheel is one massive thing. The cogs that you use for the wheel determines how you're trying to accomplish your wheel. Okay? So the wheel is everything. So those who understand this, right, as this, or like this, right, that's the most powerful. The ones inside are trying to accomplish the knowledge of it through different variations of it, right? So let's keep going here. So remember, your will is the will. And like I said today, guys, everyone, if I do misspell something, it's only because all these words, they just mesh together for me in a different kind of way. But the wheel, okay, this is, the wheel does what? It rotates, right? The rotator is the tarot, okay? It's the same word. That's why they say, oh, this is a code. If you look in the alchemy books, rota is the code. And then they, they put it all there, and then they put some other stuff that doesn't make sense. Sator, right? And then, <laughs> and then they leave you puzzled. But we are puzzle solvers, okay? Code masters, all right? So the wheel and the rotate and all this must be on point. So what is Earth's real issue then? Wobble. I'm not pro I definitely spelled that wrong. I don't even remember spelling that word before. Wobble, right? So Earth has this wobble that allows its will to be kind of broken, okay? Because why? Earth is suffering from a broken heart, okay? Because Earth's lover, who is the moon, right, is somehow abusing and disengaging her because of some of its impediments. So we'll talk about that in a minute because that won't even make any sense unless I explain Earth's broken heart and how we can repair Earth's heart by our actions and what we do because we are breaking Earth's heart. And Earth was talking to me about four or five days ago on a consistent basis about how I needed to assist in making sure that it doesn't get trashed because we only have one of these. And in every sense of the word, if you treasure something, then you don't need to go and find another one, right? You only take care of the one that you have. Like finding another earth is like trying to find another wife or find another significant other or something. What's wrong with the one that you have? Are, what, are you disenchanted? Right? And so that has, that's, that's why, how it parallels in relationships. We are responsible for continuously keeping the fire lit. Right? This fire has to do with fire, the passion, the desire to actually be here, not wanting to leave. Because what I'm going to show you today is that the design for us to destroy our world, uh, to bring it into our world so there could be another beginning to the world again, this whole foolish cycle that we're continuously in where we can be uh, uh, non-linear, we can go to an entirely different level, we could, that's already being inhabited, is based on certain actions. And let me just get into that because, like I said, I, I told myself personally I wasn't going to do 
too much talking today. I was going to only do showing, right? So here we go again. I want to show you, and I don't have to do it in here because I don't need to necessarily draw on everything, but I want to show you how everything came from the sea first, okay? And let me get this sized up properly so you can see it really nice. Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> and we'll do that. And we'll go to the beginning of this. Yeah, let's go to the beginning. Go this way, though. And we'll show, beyond a shadow of a doubt, <laughs> that everything that Merovingians, Vikings, whoever, said that they ever created, it was just plagiarized from the ocean. There, there's basically no creations in these kind of physical realities that use the same pieces that the physical reality is put together with. You, then you're not the creator. You have to go get a new form, a.k.a. new, prana, some kind of form that actually can metamorphosize into anything based on your ideas. But other than that, you're only going to pull from the ark or the storehouse. That's what this whole thing is about with Mary. Okay, because Mary or the ocean is actually an ark. And as keepers of the ark, we are supposed to protect the ark because what is inside the ark is all of our everything. Everything that we ever are, were, and will be in three-dimensional realities came from, is in, and still there in the ocean. And that's why there's so much destruction right now being done to the ocean with the Fukushima. The, these entities will attack Mary, okay? They will attack the maritime situation, the maritime uh, protectors here on the planet, which are the dolphins, the whales, these kind of things, with radiation to get their point across because that's going to deplete all species that come from and have their origins there. So if our, all our origins, all of our organs, I'm going to show you, coming from the ocean, then this means that if our ocean is depleted or if we're abusing our ocean, then we ha are committing to suicide. That's why I realized that it was no point personally in clinging to a life in an illusionary reality that's projected by strong minds that weren't, wasn't going to end. There was no use in clinging to the life and acting like, oh, I'm going to preserve myself over here. I'm going to keep myself cool. I know this stuff's crazy. I'm going to get my money. I'm going to get my self-substantiation. I'm going to get my, my uh, uh, what do they call that? My, my, uh, my, they get the wind generators and, 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 and it's called um, sustainability, right? I'm going to get my sustainability together. Then I'm going to just, <laughs> when it starts, I'm just going to hold out. Look at what you're saying. You would take your mind then through the memories, because this earth could go a whole nother way for a long time. It could get dark, you could get disease and all that, and humans will still be living. It's just about what conditions will we be living in. We don't have to wait to that point. But if we're actually sitting back here and not accessing our spiritual power to fix this situation and acting like we're kind of like this double bind, we're stuck in these religions and thinking, oh, man, I can't do anything with real power. Too power doesn't come for me. I'm not, I don't have no ego. Ego's not mine. I'm not. And then you're sitting there being played and your world is being destroyed. And it's not about just the physical world because what's going on here takes place in the mind and it takes place on a spiritual level first. Then this is, the, this is the shadow. This is just the reflection of what is going on. So we see that image. Extraterrestrial. 
I tell you all the ETs. One time I was in the ocean, right? I had my snorkel on and I was really getting into snorkeling because I obviously I had to conquer this whole thing with the ocean. A lot of people are scared of deep water, right? And that's another embedded thing when a chakra doesn't develop. So I had to start going back out into the ocean and actually learning how to, to basically swim in deep water, which is actually not hard at all. It's actually easier to swim in deep, especially salt water, than it is to swim anywhere else. You can just float on your back if you get tired. But the reality is, is that when I started diving, because I, I, I saw this connection with dive, D-I-V-E, as die. And I said to myself, I said, once you become a diver, man, that's when you start learning how to take that thing down and bring it back up. You're not actually clinging to life, meaning that you're actually not so in this fear factor that you're allowing it to allow you to not explore, okay? All the things that are there for you. So if there's anything that you say, well, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with doing that. I don't feel like I'm ready to do that. And I'm saying still be rational. But think about if your fears are actually holding you back from the full exploration of self and know, all-knowing, right? Because everyone's asking to be all-knowing but keeps judging. None of this makes sense. I'm here to tell you, you can't go anywhere doing that. You're being a piston, up, down, up, down, up, down, and that's generating power for something else. You're not a controller, though. You're not a person who's, who's, who's sending uh, what we call the uploader, right? Just, we're talking about how to get to that level. So I was in the ocean, I was diving, I started seeing these, these spines, right, and the urchins, and they were shaped exactly like pentagrams. And I was like, man, I don't know, because, you know, the fear factor start kicked in. I was like, I don't know if these are man-made, or what? Because the way they were all organized. But later on, I, as I got home, I went to look for them and I found them. They're specific genus. And I said, man, that's crazy because seeing is something totally different. If you're seeing it on TV, like right now you're seeing it on TV. So that's, you know, that's only one level of it. But the reality is, is that when you see this stuff in person, you can feel it and it feels otherworldly. So what I'm telling you is, is that the entire concept of extraterrestrials it's come from the ocean, and they're still there. Many of them are being attacked by us because of our actions of not only eating them or eating the things that are in their, their realm, arena, that that's their world. It's like somebody coming into our world and eating our world, right? But also, again, the constant attacking with waste and pollution. And then these organisms are down there that you're not familiar with, that you don't even care about. Like you're not even thinking about anything that's not based on phi, right? That's what they say, that phi is, becomes the most beautiful or whatever. This was beautiful to us. That's why even when they bring it forth now, they wrap it in all these stories of this extraterrestrial craft running around picking up people. These beings do run around the astral plane and they do have a, a high level of sentience. Let's keep going through this. This is not any specific order, but it looks like I pulled the one that I really wanted to show the most right now. And that's this, this siphon. Because it's not hard, and let me, let me blow this up a little bit, it's not hard to see that this particular uh, plant or life form, pod, has a chakra center and is working itself on some stage of development. And of course, this comes from the Heckel's book on Radiolaria, which uh, was a book that was written during the Enlightenment era as he got the funding to go across well, actually, he had access to not only the library that I'm going to show you here in a minute of these specimens, but also he had an excellent talent for drawing. So he bought it back. It's one of the only books that are like this. I've searched for more from the Enlightenment era. All of it's supposed to be burned. <laughs> but anyway, if you notice, there's an advanced life form here. But here's the deeper part, if you don't want to believe in that. 
that the spores from every single thing that you're seeing on land that you're calling a tree is coming from these particular life forms from the ocean. And not people that do biology are already aware of that, but you know, we're not biologists. So let's take, give it to me straight up. Straight up, your fruit, your plants, your trees, your cucumbers, all of that come from the ocean. I wouldn't even be surprised if some of them made a transition from an a, a aquatic life form, a marine life form, into what we call a vegetable or a fruit, right? Like, think about it. You got you to gotta open it up. Like, you got to understand, you be a world builder. Like, we did it, uh, hashtag the other day, hashtag world builder. Here's another one. This is what I believe to be the incubators of our organs and our cavities and our structure. And because when you look at the body, it does bear, you know, with the esophagus and all these different areas and the wishbone and all this, it does bear certain resemblance to this geometry. But even deeper than that, if you understand that there was an organism that was actually living inside of this, you need to ask yourself, was that organism possibly our organs, okay? Meaning that I'm proving here, and a lot of people are going to have to go back on every single thing that they believe, especially those with these, these degrees of false fire, fossiforous, that they're going to have to go in and say, well, the origins of life are not only from the ocean, but our organs, our, our organs or our origins are also from the ocean, but something put them all together, proving that there is some kind of creator, meaning a being that says, well, let's, let's, put, let's start this experiment and let's put this organ here, and we're calling that a heart now. Let's put this one here because each of these have a different purpose. They have a different frequency or different capacity. And let me show some other ones here. And it allows them to function on a specific, as a specific with a specific job, specific duty. Like, because remember, if you become Baal or the Lord, you're, you're still responsible for handling all the waste. <laughs> if you become the ultimate generator, you're still responsible for being the sun. Like, the universe is not allowing any being to get away with any, using any frequencies or powers in the realm of the impossible without actually tying into the entire holographics perspective on so, some way or another whether they want to or not. So when we wake up to this, things start becoming really simple and we flow with massive levels of energy. But look here, I come to bring it to you, I bring it to you on a silver platter, meaning in at least a, a definition that you can actually look at it. Let's get that up on the large screen here. And you see that once again, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that if we play some tones at this, if you just looked at a tuning fork, that this thing would get to reverberating especially with this shell on it. Like this thing would just make its own beat, its own tone, its own rhyme. So how many more of these are still in the ocean? Advanced organisms still in some level of incubation playing out their own tone, vibration, and frequency that's holding up the entire galactic spectrum of what we call existence, right? So then why wouldn't I? <laughs> because if you understand the real deal of this law, this rule, this creed, this covenant, this agreement, right? It's because it has a lot to do with being respectful. 
It has a lot to do with, with uh, honoring, cherishing, okay? And this is all ancestry, meaning that you take care of your ancestors. Is that not Mary? I'm not talking about the one found at the Vatican. I'm talking about the one in the real ocean. Is that not a Maltese? I mean, come on now. I'm not blind, especially now that I'm awake. So it's easy for me to see that the ocean does have very advanced organisms and they bear geometry that we're using now, but also has been usurped. Because if you go to these different books like A Bridge to the Light and, and these different novels on, on high levels of, uh, of Masonic knowledge, supposedly, they take these symbols and they take credit for them. And then they give the geometry and they act like they're the ones. And then none of this bears a straight line. So that also lets you know that they're always lying, that they're always trying to draw a line to cloak the real identity of the curve or the spiral force, right? Here we go some more. Incubation. Incubation is not a new thing, meaning that this cross that you see on these points is the same that you would witness on the earth. That, that's why they use the symbol of the cross. And if you notice this design, it's exactly identical to the design of earth with its hollow, with its hollow uh, center and its, um, its central sun, right? Or its generator. Okay, and let me start back over here so nothing is left out. But again, chagrin. <laughs> If these people think, like all these people running around here, that that pentagram comes from these folks with these goats and all this, that's why they love to turn it upside down, just to let you know that a straight line upside down, this is, not, this is the furthest from the truth, basically. Because the truth is, especially when you put some curves on it, and you even find it in what you would perceive as a straight line until you get under the microscope, but this pentagram does not come from these people, man. Wake up. It does not come from these so-called Illuminati, okay? It comes from this ocean, and this ocean is a part of us. It is us. We can harness the pure potential of unhindered, unsluggish life, okay? Let's keep going. Pentagram and the hexagram. This is not the streets of Washington. <laughs> this is the streets of nature. The Emerald City, as they called it down there. There's other cities even down in the ocean. There's other advanced rulers down there. They still are down there doing their thing and their skirmishes with the people on land. Right? Now it's time to end, end wars. Like I said, I'm in, in game. Right? Ender's game. In the game. Let's get into actuality. Let's get into adepthood. Let's meet the neighbors, the cousins. The, let's get together because there is nothing else beside that. That's our growth, our strength, our energy is knowing our origins, pots and, pots and vases. All of those, all of the beautiful things you're seeing in, uh, in Bed Bath & Beyond and Ikea came from the ocean. You can go and pull a pot now. And it'd be organic. You, you can, all the porcelain, all the glass, all that stuff came from the shells. Here we go with the organ thing again. Looks to me like some, state, uh, uh, some type of ovary, which also gets confused as at times being the horned one, right? Because if you flip this upside down, it obviously looks like some kind of horned entity. And then encased in the center 
some being incubating. <laughs> There's always an incubation going on. And some people, like I said, I'm not, I'm just starting here. Like my trainer, you know, we'd be going through this hard workout. We're about 30, 40 minutes in. And I'm thinking it's about to be over. He said, oh, man, we're only warming up. I'm telling you today, I'm only warming up. You don't even, you can discredit this entire book <laughs> because they got that going on too. They just, well, the guy didn't put forth a proper thesis on his, his idea of evolution of what the, of the, ape, the evolution of mankind, especially coming from the ape, and also that some of his, uh, his um, pictures of placentas and, and pictures of, uh, of um, oh, excuse me, some of his pictures basically of the, the sacks that, eggs are carried in were not correct, right? So they try to debunk the guy's entire work. <laughs> it, it, it'll happen every single time. But when you realize who you are, you'll know what the truth is the moment that you take a look at it. Because then you'll figure out in the guy's story that right when he was almost done with his work, he was approached by the Nazis. Like, read it. The Nazi party had just kicked up and wanted to use his knowledge as a form and a thesis to prove that the black man was inferior to the white man and that, that they had descended from apes. And so he was threatened and made to put forth this book that bought credit to that. And that ended his career. Look at it. Haeckel, Ernest Haeckel. But he didn't still not leave his foot into it by putting together the entire book that was necessary for an individual like me to come later, later years, years and years, hundreds of years later, I guess it's been about 100, 150 years, and show everyone that the origins were there, right? That Attila the Hun, the Mongols, all of them stole the helmet. Well, they didn't steal it because they even knew where it was. They, for all we know, they may have been protectors of some part of the ocean where these uh, uh, particular geometries are in some level of, uh, of engagement with one another, right? Because it's still that conflict does generate energy. It's just about when are you going to be the supreme being watching it rather than the imp participating in it. You see what I mean? Like emancipate your state of mind, but still see that, look, there's the Huns. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. There's some more, the, the horde, right? You can't, and that's the horde, I'm telling you. I know when they run across the dimension, it's not hard to tell, but that's the mass. <laughs> All right? So same thing here, the complex geometry. I showed that on the, on, the, on the post that I put together on the site about, you know, contributions and things. But you see the radiolaria. And you see the, the actual geometry, you see the cube, you see the incubation, you see the entire spectrum, and you even see the spores. So that's all that's really needed for life. Life is very complex if we make it that way. But once you have everything present, then you're looking at a world whether you can see it or not. So the reality is, is that do we see the world in each other anymore? Like such an advanced being, being debased all the time and thinking that it's nothing, thinking that it's not supreme. When, we're, when these things amaze you, but I'm telling you that this is inside of you. You're actually, when all of this even came together, right? Here again, this geometry, and I can't stress it enough, does not come from these ancient teaching mystery schools first. They adopted the knowledge from the ocean, which the original ones learned their knowledge from also. That was their mother, Mary. So they learned their knowledge from their mother. It's kind of easy to see, but you got to drop the program. 
Because some people even try to take this and then still run back up into the church, still run back up into the temple. And, oh, now I see, holy ones, what you're talking about. Man, no, they're not talking about that. If they were talking about it, all they got to do is sit there and bring it to you just like this and say, look, son, daughter, sister, brother, we are from here. This is where our origins are from. You know, this is where this came from and still have the specimens. Why? Because look, 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 look. See? Look. Some people say, oh, I think you always take a certain perspective of things and that perspective is not correct. Okay. Okay, so why am I all fired up? It's because of this. Let me see. I can get some large screen going on here. This, should I add this? I'll rediscover. Where's my full screen at? Anyway, I'll just open this up a little bit more. But look, the only thing missing from here is your grandma and your granddad. <laughs> Maybe some people on the line, their grandma and granddad is actually there, and they still didn't get the knowledge, right? I was talking about, and I tried to send this message across, and it didn't actually go through. I tried to send it across uh, Facebook, but it basically said it's another metaphor about this selling your soul to the devil, okay? And let me show you, because they say a lot of these people in the secret societies, they sold their children to the devil, right? They sold their souls, sold their children to the devil. Let me show you that metaphor, why you're so scared of these kind of sayings. This means that, first of all, this word sell, okay, is this word sell, okay? And so then this word sold is only the past tense of this word sell, okay? So we know the old serpent. <laughs> so, Six, as I said, is sex, right? So is it so hard <laughs> to divine that sex sells? Because it is a representation of the six sale, and then the six sale itself being, that's not going to work out, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, the cube, right, or the box, right? So let us now, and I, and I, uh, I have one more metaphor here. Okay, so yeah, so they, when they say they sold their souls to the, uh, they sold their children to the devil, let us see what it is then. So any uh, let's say uh, Illuminati. Okay. Oops. Okay. So they have a company, right? And this is their band, right? They binded themselves together, right? This, is, this company is also a corp, right? Which gives us the term corpus, meaning a body, right? Corpse, okay? Corpse. This is also, you know, the Marine Corps, <laughs> okay? So this means then that all of these companies that are developed bring what? One thing, div, okay? Division. 
Okay? So this means that when Illuminati sells his soul to the devil or sells his children to the devil, it means that whatever it is that they're producing is sending their children into division. So it's not what most people think it is, is straightforward. It just means that McDonald's, Scion, right? Why is the I? Right? They even love to get it. Division. Scion. Right? Because I showed some charts. They, they say they are, they're in Zion now. Like Zion is, is on top of the earth. Right? That's why I say our father who is in heaven. heaven. That means your father is not on earth. So this means that your father runs off on you. Right? So th this accepting this Germanic god good as a father or a king is caused some bigger issues than most people even think because that means that God is not even here. So that means the main component to the entire uh, uh, system is missing from the system. And that's why everyone is running around not even knowing where God is because they are the supreme beings. But that has been taken, robbed, sold, sold, okay? They've been sold, okay? Playing around with the games of they say they save you, right? Oh, Jesus saves us, right? All right? But it's really slaves, okay? Because anytime a God or an L jumps up and says it's going to save, then it will slave the beings because of the, the, the degrees of, of, what, of how it carries out. And you see that with y'all debatable. But I just wanted to, again, show you how there's deeper metaphors when they say, oh, okay, well, they sold their, their children to the devil. No, what they did was to correct it is they started all the companies that their own children buy products from that cause division within their cells. They, it kills their cells, right? It causes cancer, okay? The old serpent, right? Can or can is another name for the serpent, right? This is the elder God, right? This is Cain. Cain is can, okay? Is the con, okay? And so this is not about picking out who to be upset at and who to be pissed off at because I'll show you the progress of history. So it's still about what you're going to do now. Stop judging, get the real knowledge, understand where things come from, and get ready to expand to the next level because we got things to do. We got a world to save. There's no other worlds <laughs> except for the ones that you create. If you're not a creator of worlds because you don't know the knowledge of where you even came from, then it means that you're only going to come back into an incarnation of another being's world. Why? Because the strongest mind wins. I'll show you. They're mining your mind. All right, I think we're done with the radio areas. So actually, let me finish showing those areas. So once again, from the Enlightenment era, you will find all of the objects that would give you deeper levels of knowledge were stored. Okay, here's another one. Let me blow that up. Oops. 
Yeah, we're going to get a better picture viewer next show, just so you know. But um, as you see here, that you're looking at volumes of the knowledge of emancipation, okay? You're looking at the species, not necessarily having, the species don't have to be taken apart like this to comprehend them, but so you realize that someone took all of the species one by one, stuff you'll never see again, stuff that's extinct, gave it names, charted it out, mapped it out, figured out what family that it was from, figured it out its connection to you. And that's what I was saying. The secret societies you're seeing today were formed from the people who were participating in the Enlightenment era. Go to your Wikipedia, look up Enlightenment era, and see it. You'll see most of the members that were also members of the Priory of Zion were also members of the, the Enlightenment era, right? So this whole New Age movement and Enlightenment period is not the first one. This is actually, I mean, there's many of them. So here we go again. I'm just showing you that all of this stuff is, was in catalogs. This, stuff's probably under, this is probably what's underneath the Vatican in the Five Mile Library is not just the, the actual book itself, but the actual specimen itself. Here we go again. You know, some people think that they're balling today, <laughs> lording today. They're not balling. You're not a ball. You didn't even have your bowels together. How are you going to be a ball? You can't, your will is broke. You listen to what they're telling you to do. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it's only knowledge and wisdom and truth will triumph always. So if you stand with it, then you will triumph always, meaning in every way, meaning nothing will be coming against you and at you because it is you. It gets absorbed by you, eight. So you become nine, meaning you turn all energy into perpetual energy and then dip back into the hole as you quirk, which is a zero, and then come back out as a one again, upright and straight. You see, like, and then as you divide yourself again, like this is all about you plunging in the wombs, okay? Like a man and a woman, like a woman is a receiver and then the male is the, is a, is the giver, right? But these are only two diametric oppositions to house spiritual souls. So you can come in as a man or come in as a woman and then keep looping back around over and over again. Next thing you know, you can even be holding your own self in your hands. <laughs> Here it is again. Some more though. I mean, they, it was pride and joy what's in this room, meaning that what had been collected bought forth great deals of knowledge, allowed one to control the worlds in which they were living in. You see all the characters, Hermes, this guy's got a castle on his head, etc. Actually, that's not a guy. That uh, looks like uh, Diana. Okay? So here we go. Today, like I said, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you have to know you're a supreme being. So I need to show you more than one picture of the same thing. <laughs> you see it again, keeping it, keeping the knowledge, filing the knowledge away, all sorts of stuff. Look, look you, 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 when you look at this one, it'll blow your mind. Like you can even get in up close on some of these and actually see some of the organisms and some of the tools. Like I always say, sometimes you have to just be the fly on the wall, meaning the, the, just be over there on the side watching also what is here, looking in the backgrounds because a lot of this stuff is encrypted. There's codes, like you see the, the cross signs here. There are codes 
deeply embedded within many of these works of art. Like I was saying about that book from last week, you know, there's deep encryptions. You turn the book to the side, turn it different ways. It has different emblems that mean different things, right? Okay, so you're looking at it again. So that's the last thing that I really need to show. And then last but not least, actually, in this section of Mary, I wanted to let everyone also see that these bats <laughs> happen to be very close, at, and when you look on the level of genus, to human beings. But the interesting part is that I wanted to just bring forth this, is that <laughs> the extraterrestrial concept in the sky has to be switched to being on the ground because if you can't see that there is a whole family of beings here where they may look a little ferocious to you or not, you know what I mean? Stop that, man. Close your mouth. They smell a little bat breath. That's how you have to teach, that's how you have to approach it. Like that's what puts out fire is um, hu humor, okay? Like humor puts out fire. That's why I think human, human, human has a lot to do with that sometimes because we can sometimes be a real kill to the fire. But the reality is that if you feel yourself getting frightened, it's just like, look, man, you know, look, man, stop breathing on me, man. It's just go do something with yourself like in the mirror. Like don't let yourself go into the mass of fear factor. So we're going to keep going into this. And I'm going to go through the diagrams now. And we're, we're actually rounding to the, to, the, um, to the end of today's show. Actually, I'm going to go through diagrams after I take a break because I have been wanting to incorporate these, these breaks a little bit more. You can go ahead and switch the, the screen, Jay, and just let you know, some of this stuff digest a little bit more because, you know, when we come forward, obviously I'm going to check sound too because we have a recording in the studio, so there will be something, but I haven't checked online to make sure everything is broadcasting clear enough. But um, again, like when, when we come forward, as I always say, I'm going to go through my final folder here. And in this folder, like I said, if you're still, if you're still like, ah, yeah, but there's still a creator. I, the creator, I come from the creator and uh, I'm just a wretch. If you're still feeling like that right now, don't worry. Don't worry. Just hang in there. When we come forward, I'm going to reveal the last of what is in this ma major folder. Now, imagine if this was the minor folder, but not minor in any way of its importance, but it wasn't the bulk of today's message. And I'm about to roll out the major, the major folder. You can only imagine what's in there. But remember, it's just saying one thing, and it's saying it very simple. You are everything you can even comprehend this now. So from here, things will change, not must change. After today's show, you'll see the entire world different. Things will have a deeper, meta, whole deeper level of meaning, everything. And just look forward to that. So I want to say wholeness and we'll be forward. Okay, so yeah, I guess it's harmonic convergence on the bridge of communication. All right, I'm live. Let's do this. Okay, so I'm going to let the sound uh, get handled here for a second. And, and we're going to go ahead and get into this. Cause some, like, okay, so I was in the chat box and somebody said, well, I said I was going to take the gloves off. And somebody said, 
yeah, let's take the gloves off. I mean, you should. Somebody said, take the mask off. And I said, you know, let's take the skin off. Okay, let's take the skin off. Let's get to this on a whole nother level. Let's figure out what exactly is going on in the universe without any judgments, any hindrances, and just calling it as we see it. Okay, so that's what we're going to do right now. I want to start here. I'm just going to go in order of the pictures because they say repetition is the best to learn something. So what I did was I grabbed a series of pictures that all actually are in some way related to each other, but in most cases the same thing. However, what you start to realize very rapidly is that you have other individuals, other corpse or the corpuses that have gotten themselves together and built their own blueprint or body. And it has different particulars to it, just like you see in certain countries. Different countries run certain ways, and the rulers and the leaders choose to run those countries in certain ways, right? So you're dealing with the same thing, but on a more macro scale, that what you'll find with the systems of knowledge is actually the, the core knowledge of Earth has always remained the same, meaning that if you can decrypt all of what you're seeing in an image, then you actually can see that this same image has been drawn throughout time in different ways. So I'm just going to, I'm not going to point out major things. I'm just going to point out a series of things that all become the same thing. That's, let me put it like that. I'm going to point out a series of things that all become the same thing. All right, so let's start. Now, it's important on this dimension to understand what this is, obviously, for any adept, right? And so I won't really get deep into talking about this, and, but to just reveal the symbol behind this. Okay? And it's something that I've seen very few speak on because you cannot speak on it if you do not know about it. That's just how it works. You will be turned back void. But this symbol here actually makes this design excuse me, this mantra, this tone, this reverberation makes this design, okay? It's a cone. So what a cone, if a cone breathes, okay, it then does, if we're looking at it on 3D, something like this, okay? So this is like a diagram of a cone breathing in 3D, thus bringing forth a word that creates things, okay? And then, so from that point, that is the Big Bang, because once the word is spoken, then everything else emanates from it, right? So the entire pantheon, all the way to the deep levels of the horned one. You see the horn, horned here, right? because that is the reflection or the sh supposed to be the shadow of God, okay? And so these are the beasts that are about the throne, meaning the, the actual animal organisms that, and genus that are used to make the vessels and the bodies, okay? And as it continues to radiate, even into, they show a different dimension into a physical world, it also replicates as, as, other, other, um, as other people, other entities, other life forms, okay? So this is very, very easily understood, and I'm going to have to blow this up here a little bit, but this is very easily understood, okay? When you get your third eye open. <laughs> and it's because 
the phenomena of the third eye actually creates a light in your mind, multiple kinds of lights that you can actually project. You're doing it now, but you can't see it. So when you close your eyes, most people, they see black. But some people actually see colors. And the trained adept sees an entire world, sees worlds. Because you can, you can push off light. And this gets into a very deep, deep secret about especially beings that can actually push off physical light, a shining one. Meaning that you're looking at you know, someone in a corner and they're actually glowing. And it's because that they've jumped off their energy center so high that they're now bioluminescent. Okay? But the interesting thing about this state is, is that you actually don't need a sun. You don't need Lux. Okay? Because Lux is actually the cult of Lucifer, luxury. Lux is the light. Now notice the physical light, okay? Notice how when the light goes down, basically when the sun goes down, the sun is the real sham, the real ship, because it's the only one moving. The, the moon is a dead ship. It was hit and knocked out of alignment, and it was destroyed, to, it was crippled, okay? It lost its generative principle. So the moon is Osiris, okay? So Lux or light is a sham or also another ship that actually makes the entities that are living underneath it be under dominion of it because of its brilliance, okay? And then that brilliance and rays of shining develop all of what we see in this world because it inspires man and woman when they wake up. It, they wake up in the morning to that. So when most people are asleep then, meaning that when it's nighttime, 80% of the people when it's night are asleep because they are waiting on something else to, in order to be awake, in order to give off light. Because the reason is, is that as they're looking around, everything is dark unless they turn on a physical light, but generally in the sky it's dark. Not to the adept. <laughs> the adept sees light. And when in the physical reality, as your chakra opens, this you have to put sunglasses on. This is so much light most people are blinded by the light, meaning that the bend on their, their corp, their eye, um, the actual bend, ah, the word I'm looking for is almost there. It has core on it because that's always a core is always circular and seen as a sphere. But would you say the cortis, okay? That this area, when being overexposed to light, it damages it. It can't actually see certain things. And that's why I was exclaiming to people, look, there's other beings that live here. Like, it's just when you turn on your body, when you turn on these chakra centers, they're like, they're like old wheels, like, they, like clock wheels. They clank, 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 clank. And that's why we start with the root chakra, because when the root chakra makes one movement, the other chakras can really spin a lot because the root chakra has a lot of power and energy to it. So, but it's still in most systems when the one wheel starts to try to turn, if there's teeth broken, and that's why I'm going to show you some more doc, uh, diagrams here, you'll notice here that the teeth, there's teeth on this like a cog. But let's go to another picture because it's a lot more explanatory. Okay. Actually, we're just going to keep flying through this. That way you can get the level of the vastitude, that's a new word, of what we're presenting here. So let's go again and then just drop this in here. Boom. And then here we are. 
So what I was explaining about these immortal worlds of Charlemagne is that once they got the knowledge from the covenants and, and the knowledge of the ark from Mary of how to build a world, they built the world. And they call that world, in a tense, the body of their Christ, okay? Because why this may not be where things began, this is a blueprint of exactly how you begin these micro worlds. And I'm trying to blow up here so you can see what's going on. Okay? So I'm giving you enough of this, right? I'm, I'm telling you, like, our archives, like the wiki, wiki leaks of spirituality. <laughs> okay? This is the body. But this body is nothing new. Like, in fact, this is one of the more recent ones, and there's, it's highly flawed because of the geometry that's being used. But I just wanted to give you an example of these diagrams as we go back in time. Like, I, I personally thought that we would go from the, from the end to the beginning, but that's not how things are lined up. They're lined up to go from now back to history to show you that it's the same thing going on. Let me move over to this and see if this will work better or do what I needed to do. There we go. This seems to work better. Okay, so what I'm going to show you is as we continue to go, is that these bodies that you see, excuse me, I'm, I maybe you're not even realizing that these are bodies yet, and that's why I did want to start from a certain place, but we'll go with it. What I want to explain to you is, is that the diagrams that you're looking at here are of bodies that exist on the spiritual plane that have designed themselves with the components that They've gained the knowledge of how to build from the ancient teachings of how to design a living organism. So this was known as like forbidden knowledge because it brought them possible into existence. So if you can imagine a subjective plane, no one's talking, no one's dividing itself, nothing thinks it's there, nothing is, it's all knowing, it's, it's even beyond consciousness, like it's at a, in another whole space and time and, you know, no gravity, et cetera, right? Like our wildest dreams, but still not even that. And let me uh, turn off this sound in here because uh, somebody's calling in, but um, I'll take a moment really briefly to turn off the sound just so that it doesn't um, actually... I'm going to take a moment to turn off this sound here because it's probably going to come through our system if we... Uh, yeah, Skype is... Oh, that's the phone. Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so yeah, we got... Had to take a quick moment to get rid of some sound. But again, so let's keep going here. So just remember this. These strongholds. Here we go again. Okay. Now this time, this one's more revealing, but it comes from the same series. Oh my goodness. There we go. And now you start to see the knowledge is revealed about the geometry of the chakra, right? Because you could see the Maltese in there, right? If you're looking at it, you could see it, right? 
But what you're observing then is that, because I'm, I'm telling you about the world, that the strongest mind wins. That's why it's only going to take 1% of us. When the mind conceives a greater design, this design folds up inside of it. And that's what you're about to witness with the trans- transformation of this world, the metamorphosis. Okay? Because this body will be consumed. This geometry will fold up on itself like a Russian doll. And a more brilliant design will come forth. But realize where you're at, because some people say, well, when, when, give us a date. When you're ready, when you're lined up, <laughs> when your lineup happens, this is nonlinear. But you're in a kingdom of the immortal Charlemagne only because when they put forth their decree or bulls through the land, the by bulls, millions of people, billions of people believe in a certain projection of a certain configuration because that's what you then begin to deal with a world builder is a com- has configurations right you're using configurations now let's go to further back i'm glad we did it, it we started in the beginning because that actually allowed people to see it in a spectrum they may understand because they know they now see that their churches and their their uh, priests and all this are using a system that comes from an ancient tradition. And the, you needed to be tightened down to be dealing with this, meaning that you needed to be in a whole different state of consciousness than where the Western tradition is now in, their, in de- them developing their own world. Like you can't bring a baby, because this is literally what they've done. Like all these are really babies. You would see them as, you know, you people looking at these diagrams, they don't know what to think. These are babies. They're all bodies that are in an incub- have incubations going on in them, and in themselves they're incubating. It's the hologram with the one thing missing. So when you see diagrams like this in a tense, don't be intimidated because not only is this you, this is actually inside of you, showing your status and level of power. That's why the body is outside, right? Meaning that we have this biolocal ability to defeat gravity and then put ourselves... Let me check my sound here. Okay. And then put ourselves in and out of something simultaneously, a jumper and a catcher, a human and an oversoul. This is what you're actually dealing with. And so let's keep going because some may just be looking at the diagram like, okay, all I see is the symbol. (laughs) No, I'm sure there's some very intelligent people on the line, but notice the symbol of the swastika because I don't want to miss anything here. Okay, what is the swastika saying here? Why is it here? Especially since there's no Nazis running around. And it's because this is a point of energy. Because there's things I want to reveal to you over time in these charts. Not everything, but some things. But the points of energy is one of the main things today. You do have this point in the center of your hand. Just as as sure, because remember, here then... Okay, and let me get some ink. Okay. There is a pentagram here in the hand, okay? Because it's five fingers, three, four, five. So this means a spiral is in the hand. So where is its implosion point? And that's where it is in your hand. You can push it in there and you feel it, but that's where you emit energy from. 
okay? Here's our Muladhara chakra, the root, okay? Notice who's watching, <laughs> you know. But anyway, and the delta, right? And so we're going to keep going. Okay, now, this is to <laughs> get it in your mind enough that, so there's this micro-macro thing going on. So you can literally be inside of another body while also simultaneously being outside of the body. So this is why it was always denoted that in the inner body that there was these kingdoms and there was these rulers and there was these gates and there was these beings and deities. And the lower that you went down, notice how, and I just want you to, to understand this is what you see right here because I have to explain this particular area because it's where many have un, unfortunately found themselves, especially in their state of consciousness that here is the world of the serpents, the lower state of consciousness, etc., biorhythm, the frequencies that control uh, the foundation, okay? Then there's even other worlds down here with humans or beings that have their own kingships. And then even below there, you see more of the Nagas, okay? And then you see the stream of life, okay? So what is actually explained? Because there's ways to explain these charts in a way that you, you're not looking for the good and evil here. What you're looking for is how in which to implode. How is life begot, destroyed, and brought forth again? So I can go into the bathroom, quirk, do that in a quick process, regenerate, and actually come up front and center to do tomorrow's show. <laughs> you see what I mean? With magnificent energy and brilliance and insight to do that, and enough to light resplendent, to be a sun to other beings that are yet trying to light the sun inside themselves. Did you not understand exactly what I was saying about that? We have this power that we can shine actually physically. And at night, it's so strong that there's no nighttime. Then Lux, who is luxury, the cult of luxury, the cult of sculpting and facets and shaping and diamonds. Exactly, right? So luxury then sees true beauty. Because luxury or lux is a false light, falsophorus, Lucifer, right? So this is the whole game then. The cold of luxury or lux, tenebris, generating its broken, shattered worlds of pieces of light that it keeps judging which ones it wants to show and who it wants to show it to. It can't light the entire night and daytime, meaning that that is the shady side of it. <laughs> literally, Shaddai is a sham, a ship. Go to the Arabs. They'll tell you that the sham is like a dynamo of energy that is two concave triangles interlacing upon themselves, right? So let's, let me finish the, the chart here. So what you see is kingdoms, and then you always find kings, right? Also being controlled by other entities, okay? And then you find this whole border system, which is what exists now in our world. Like, you want to go to Switzerland right now? You want to go to Africa right now? Or Akibalan right now? You want to go to Mas Madagascar? There's all types of certificates you need. One of the main certificates is money. <laughs> it's a certificate. So you need tons of those certificates to show that you're ready to even, you can even go there, right? Because there's all these regions and this dividing and divisions, but you have to see that some 
can live off bacteria. Some can live off the most filthy things. The entities that we're facing in this world now live in the sewers. As a sidebar, don't throw your hair and your fingernails into the toilet. Like some people are like, what are you talking about? I said, man, just trust me on this one. Don't put your biorhythm in a place that is going to go where there's lots of stagnant, chaotic biorhythms. Throw it back into nature. Like, listen to what I'm saying. I'm literally telling you the keys of how to emancipate yourself from these kingdoms of these entities. And I can't tell you enough that instead of seeing them as physical beings, because you won't see them in physicality with physical eyes, you need a third eye. They are energies, and how energies manifest to beings on the physical plane is through ideas, okay? So if you follow the ideas of what these individuals are talking about, is what their level of spirituality is, and, and who's really God, and you know, who's in control, then you end up in this. This, as I bought for before, is the, what's called the blueprint, the new blueprint or template to set up the altars and the temples in each human's body, psyche, and consciousness through multiple channels, whether it be religion, whether it be time, whether it be through months, dates, stars, pentagrams, understand you are here with other humans that instead of teaching you what this all means, they're using it against you and they understand what it means. And then now at one point, one point in your existence, this could, don't make this your climax, please. But at one point in your existence, something happens where you happen to be present because remember, out of the 300 people or 250 people that are alive right now, it is not even counting the billions that are in the world on a physical level, but on a spiritual level, of course it is. Of course that it only takes for a few. I saw it said how many people had, uh, had friends in the show? 144. Maybe there's some, something in that number, but remember, this is 144. And you're looking at the knowledge that controls the world. Look, they show you it's not just all a cult. Control the brain. Control the, pro the poles of the brain, right? Set up the altars of consciousness. It's wonderland. Alice, now you're in all ice. Uh, the serpents are all around, meaning that the, the, the foundational energies, dark matter. Do you know I was in a state of consciousness the other night, and it was pouring in so heavy I learned the most powerful thing was to not to think or to say anything. But in between that, it showed me the danger and the ultimate power of dark matter. It said that, and I'm saying this as it being my oversoul, no other entities, but all entities gathered within themselves. It said, notice how, what the deal is with dark matter. See, dark matter is a force that can be turned into anything. That's, what it, that's why it was sought after so much. It was like, instead of like, see, metal, like steel, tritium, osmium, only have specific uses. Great uses, but there is a range of what it can do. Just like there's a range of how fast you can run, right? So on a deeper level, something more massive is going on, is what I'm telling you. And there are beings here even humans 
who have come across now dark matter. And dark matter is a very strange element because it can equal anything, but when you don't do anything with it, it becomes unstable. Then it makes the being who has it unstable. So what I'm talking about is, is that it could be something as simple as this. This is dark matter. Somebody's like, what are, you, what are you even talking about? It's because this one pad can be used to draw a painting of this entire universe in a way in which all life forms would understand it because shape and sound and color can be used in ways to do such things if the one who has dark matter in their hand knows what to really do with it besides just draw some photos of some girls or some falsehood, right? So drawing something that has no relevance to the spectrum of where we need to be. Women. You see what I mean? What am I talking about? What am I talking about? I'm talking about the knowledge of that we have to look, and I'm speaking as a man, we have to look at the opposite sex as our beginning or end. And so I'm talking to woman, woman, man, man, woman. You, woman has become man, man has become woman. But in an entirely different way. Something you can't even really conceive. They tried to conceive it and then they created all sorts of crazy ideas. But it's that when you're looking at a beginning and an end, you're seeing two poles, male, female, right? So these two poles are aware of themselves as opposites. I'm man, I'm woman, <laughs> okay? And this allows them never to be able to comprehend that whether you want to take this role, or I want to take this role, we're not just beginning and end. We are no beginning, no end, okay? But when the division happens, once again, so one is stuck, and that's, that's what I'm telling you is the hardwire is your sex. Like the hardwire is what you think that you actually are genderized as because the genders are actually, let me get my thoughts straight here, but the genders, <laughs> okay, the genders, and it's, it's deeper knowledge, sometimes it, it slips away, but it comes back. The deeper knowledge about genders is, is that now, notice how then, like I was explaining to you about the nighttime and the daytime, that that means then that everyone that is in nighttime or darkness is waiting on this light to fill its world or fill its vessel. So this means on a macroscope that everything here is actually a female. As a receptor, if we just want to use that denotation, like flesh is female. <laughs> so this is the thing of why I was saying it's all about perspective because when you pull back off of it completely, you're like, well, shoot, I can see how I continue to remain in division because I do it at every single point that I divide because then if I don't see myself as something, I mean, if I don't see myself as my opposite then, then 
I'm never connecting to the complete level of who I really am so that I can develop the energy to get me back to my original state. So how long then could that kind of stupor really go on before you end up, and let's look at the chart. Down here. Right? Division bring someone close to this area. Look at the Muladhara. <laughs> Fire. Okay? I'm going to take one of these legs. I'm going to take one of these rolls. Because what I'm talking to you also about, because, you know, maybe somebody thinks that I'm talking about fleshly things and how you're supposed to be a male or a female. I'm talking about inside of your body, if you cannot pair the energies together, then you cannot create okay creating now a lot of people are creating now so how many like people have children so when do you get to a point of understanding how to create something perfect like when is humanity actually going to get to a level where it starts creating these perfect children because it knows how to shape, form, and fashion. It knows about the cones. It knows about the, um, the convex, the concave. It knows about the third eye. It knows about the advanced state of consciousness, right? So then, because once it gets to that point, then it knows about the energy, right? This is a water molecule. This is where life comes from. Notice, sun dries up water. <laughs> Like, I think there's this whole bigger level that's becoming available for us to become sons. Now, remember, the interesting thing about this pattern is, is it shows us, because even the, the sun attempts to replicate this pattern. Sometimes it's eight-point star, sometimes six-point star, depending on the lens. But with water, you see the generator embedded within water. So this shows you once again that inside of yourself, there are these two polarities. And in the physical reality, how this actually acts out is how we treat what is diametrically opposed to us, our opposites, for man, woman, for, for woman, man. And ad infinitum, because then, this is why I'm trying to get you to see a deeper level, and as I challenge you first with seeing if you could become the opposite sex, but actually when you really think about it, what about the animals? Even our sheer act, and this is already in the annuals, the sheer act of eating the animals is itself literally contributing to killing ourselves. <laughs> it's happening on all multiple dimensions. Not only one can you not process the food, but animal, as I just showed you before in, in the diagram, is a massive part of what is encased inside of this. Like, where do certain organs and pieces really come from and what other organisms are connected to them? So if we don't have this mutual respect and we're just allowing ourselves to keep replicating, 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 but our replication is done without communication, meaning that we can't talk to our children, we can't talk to these beetles, we can't talk to any of this kind of stuff. If we don't understand what it's actually saying and how to communicate with it, then that would mean oblivion approaches. So someone then has to be the bridge the converger, okay? And so we're getting into the next part of this, okay? Because, you know, after looking at it and looking at the geometry on it and a couple other things, I decided that I was 100% convinced 
even though I don't believe that the carrier should, always, should be audio, like you can go deeper than that. But that 528 hertz signifies the convergence point, which actually functions as a bridge through multiple states of consciousness that are otherwise not connected to each other. And the reason why is because 528 hertz, when put inside of a cymatic device, will always render this pattern. And that this is the same pattern that appears when the third eye is opening. And that is 100% confirmed. <laughs> and that this concave triangle mesh HUD goes over the reality that you're looking at and then actually separates the spaces by colors, allowing you to be per in perception of even different shades of black, different shades of green, thus fully being able to see what is here across timelines, all in one space. And that we are in a world where individuals have known this knowledge for prolonged periods of time, and instead of allowing us to emancipate ourselves out of this matrix and into a higher stage of consciousness, they have chosen to use it as some form of slavery, where the power, instead of becoming our ally, is become our enemy. And that we have taken knowledge that could heal worlds. And let's get that camera on, on me for a second, Jason. When you're taking knowledge that it could heal worlds, and it destroyed worlds. I come here to tell you that there are even polarizations within the planets, meaning that the planet Venus, which you're looking at the poles of Venus, is primarily feminine and traces out a pentagram in the sky. And that has a major connection with the organisms that exist here and live here on this planet, showing that each planet has a specific function. And so I will tell you now maybe why we have not got this information. And that will be really the close of today's message, and then also I'll take some questions. It appears after a long, long research that I have discovered that there are other life forms that do indeed intend to enslave all other forms of life who would rather be free and do not exercise control of the other life forms even though they can. Meaning that we all do possess a level of energy and power, but that was the biggest importance of respect because at any point when you disrespected me, then that meant that you felt that your power was greater than mine. And then that started a battle and that's what you see in the codes of the samurai, in the, in the codes and the creeds of even ancient cultures that you do not disrespect anyone's culture, anyone's creed. True culture, true creed, true inheritance to petri dish, meaning true fertilization and foundation to where we come from. Do not unseat where we come from. Okay, so that was... That's where the respect lies. Someone disrespected. That's why it says that the, uh, the Brispati was offended by Indra. 
Okay, and this is an interesting moment, though, because it becomes the catalyst to an entire greater creation coming about. Because some people are about to do in, duality. Show me who did it. I'll go get him. I'll go get Jupiter. But you don't get that. Even the grand, grand universe said, man, we'll create a great conflict. Codename Big Bang. All the gods through one, through all the beings supreme through one disrespectful movement will come on alignment with each other. And then we'll have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt, meaning no doubt, no physicality in the thought of who you are as a supreme being before can, they can return to the state before the Big Bang, which is also known as the impossible, the unbegotten. It is the great, the great reward, right? They're not talking about, this is not biblical, uh, only a religious tradition, okay? This is mathematics. This is physics. It all leads to these specific points. And you've seen in history, and I've given you some information today, and I've given you a great deal of knowledge, and you've seen that in history that mankind, woman, animal, whatever, dolphin, <laughs> has only been able to do as much of uh, with dark matter as we've done right now at this moment. This should bring you present, right? And that if we would simply look around us and look at the things that, look at the people around us, look at the things that we have, look at the things that we know, look at those talents, and to ask ourselves, are those talents invested properly? Are they invested in things that actually will connect as above and so below? Or are they in forms in which you cannot access their energy? Do you need to dump your cash, C-A-C-H-E, because your drives are too full? <laughs> you see what I mean? Like all these different things are the numbers making you numb is what I'm saying. And if that happens to be true, then you can see where the world could use your distributions. Meaning that look at the world and look at the children and look at where they are. What you do does change worlds especially with you knowing this kind of information because it guides you like it is a shield like nothing can come against you but you just absorb it it's like what you see something terrible coming at you like what are you doing and it's like one of those movies that just comes up then it licks you because here's why the the greatest level of fear and let's get that on big screen existed with the entities known as the archons and the identity of the archons has been one that has been hidden from this world, especially on any kind of level of knowing who they are visually. And this is because that the tradition of who is the Kagan, who is the Kohen, the Kagan is the one who speaks for any kind of kingdom, right? The one who brings forth the edicts and decrees, the bridges in language, right? Would need to be installed in order for the communications to reach for throughout all lands, meaning that what communication is, is a bridge. And that's why when you move to higher systems of communication, when you move into frequencies, when you move into sound, shape, color, when you paint, when you glyph, when you bring that form of communication into play, that is when you graduate yourself in a tense on the cogs of time in order to see things as they really are, like you're standing in front of it before you merge with it. Who is it? It's you. In the greatest stage of times, it shows that there were, in fact, extraterrestrials here.
But this is now called extraterrestrial because the stage of consciousness of these beings is completely foreign to ours. Now. Let's just say they chose more of the everything than most people. And that the male of those, that species had in itself a womb for an inception, meaning that it was known that through the ancient times that man had a womb and that he or she or whatever you want to term it as, shim or sham, could generate, okay? And so this is a deeper level of knowledge that's been hidden because it's actually the power, and today we'd be addressing the males, but we could do it at, with the females next uh, week when we get into the Mahdi Pura Chakra, okay? So what you're seeing here is that the king, and let me get that in here, Rex, chose to use its chakra, its world, its incubator to bring forth the diabolical one, okay? So what you're witnessing here today is something that you'll never see until after today. <laughs> and it's that the knowledge eventually led to another stage of being. <laughs> and even as they say, well, Hakanan had a larger stomach because he had uh, some kind of uh, uh, genetic disorder. That's not what the ancient annuals say. The ancient annuals say that Akhenaten, who is a tin, meaning I am a tin, I am a man and a woman, had a womb. And that these were different type of beings, more advanced type of beings. Okay? We're not necessarily saying more advanced than us, but we're saying sentient. But just remember, once again, that when you go into the Eastern tradition and you keep digging and digging and digging and digging, you'll get that there were other planets functioning and that there was one known as Zervan, who became known later as Saturn, who was also a time lord, but not just a time lord that just implodes, but had an explosion, meaning had a ship of some type. And that those in the retinue of those sh that ship and the ones in which they were with, et cetera, et cetera, did get involved in the planet Earth in its stages of metamorphosis. And that is the truth. <laughs> and that's why they say Sat is the highest truth. The foundation to physical worlds. Okay? Where these, this knowledge of the cube how the knowledge of the cube or the incubator passed into this world. Now, think about it. I don't got to, you know, I don't got to go and uh, show you pictures of Saturn's hexagonal pole, but there are stories that Saturn was once a sun. But here's the last part of the, mis the, the mystery, okay? This is something that you will indeed never see because it actually was copied out of a book that my mother gave me and... It was uh, called The Treasures of Russia. I've tried to find this book on the internet, but it just so happens that it was a special edition from Peterov, and, uh, and it was sponsored by, I believe, Coca-Cola. <laughs> and what they did was they went inside of the castles, and they took images of things that were 
never photographed before, but they were part of the old aristocratic Tsar days of Russia. Now remember, I explained to you before that the first Tsar cult was Z-A-R in Sudan with the matriarch, and that those who later on became the founders of Rome took the knowledge and tried to make themselves Tsars just like the women. And that's why the judges began to wear dresses and all these different things where there was a, a cross in gender. And then that all of the Masons and these individuals in the highest stages believed in the hermaphrodite of Akhenaten, that man had another stage of his evolution that meant that he could, could have a womb if he had developed himself properly. And this became the, the story of the Immaculate Golden Lotus or the story of the Immaculate uh, uh, Conception within a man, okay? And so, again, there, I'm just giving you a major part of the bigger keys to the entire saga, okay? And these are big pieces that fit into something that once you start connecting the whole thing, it equals entirely more than what I'm saying, especially once you get rid of your judgments. But what I'm also saying is, is that the sun actually became synonymous. The sun that we see in the sky, the sham, became synonymous with being the serpent. While the inner sun of the world in the core, the sun that's not really hot, the thing that this sun is actually a reflection of, was known as more of a, the, the benevolent force. And this is just what I'm explaining to you what, what our ancestors seem to have discovered. And that this external sun reigned as king. And remember, this is all metaphor, but maybe on a deeper level, does have to do with energies. Because what I noticed was, after we figured out that God was a weapon, I realized that there were races of people running around the planet threatening people all the time with the weapon and a nuclear weapon all the time and, and that kind of behavior, meaning that if, if there is a superhuman, which there is, then that means that the superhuman runs the possibility of being the threat, like Dr. Manhattan, of other, other uh, uh, races, right? Because there's this whole thing that goes on in this world that when something new does come forward, then something tries to harness it as an energy or see if they can use it as a weapon. And then over a prolonged period of time, if it becomes a superior weapon, it becomes worshipped because people work. Remember, work and war are the same word. They work to maintain the weapon of war because the war, that is the God that they trust because it protects them. It is the enforcer. When somebody doesn't want to do what, what they want, especially if it's a naga, they drop a, an explosion at the strength of a thousand suns on top of it. You see what I mean? And thus ripping time, <laughs> you see, and then putting that being into a stage of implosion because at the envelopment sucks in, right? So, excuse me, what you're dealing with here is Solomon. Now, the mug says, as you can see here clearly, let's move this over. On the body of, ba on the, body of the mug, a bass relief entitled Solomon and Queen of Sheba on the lid. Love conquering time. Right? So do you need to be the Riddler to know what it means to conquer time? Now, first of all, Solomon and the Queen of Sheba become one of the deepest codes because neither one of them are their real name. Neither term is their real name. The Queen of Sheba surely is not Sheba. The Queen of Sheba's name is not Sheba. 
She's the queen of Sheba. So what is her name? And, you know, if you've studied with me, you know the name is Belkis, the Lord Kiss. Okay? And the Lord Kiss was supposedly a hoofed, <coughs> a hoofed god. Okay? Kind of like the metaphor of the Baphomet somewhat a little bit. And then you have Solomon, which is a cognate, they say, of the three sons. Right? But even deeper than that, if you ever have this, which is like a piece to many people who are doing a lot of research, if you have this image, you'll notice that Solomon is depicted here as a reptile. Now then, how is it, I guess, uh, 200 years ago, and again, shown in this picture, Solomon is shown commanding demons from the throne, okay? Because I'm quite adept at this kind of symbolism and, and this knowledge, I was able to immediately see that that was Cassiel. And Cassiel happens to be the angel of Saturn, and it rides astride a dragon. So this whole story then of, you know, there is magic and this magical lure and these entities that are playing games with human consciousness because they do have access to other realms and different kind of knowledge, it's true. But the reality is, is that you're so much more massive because you're here at this point. Like that is, that's where your age is. And that's why when you see our children, they're the oldest of us. Remember that our children are the oldest of us. They're the ones coming back. So even some of these primordial beings like, man, against Dr. Quasar, <laughs> or you, see when you access in your mind because you have so much to draw from now, like you've seen internet, what, how much magnificent power you really have, you don't face no challenge. When do you see someone running up to someone they know that they cannot defeat? So imagine this on a spiritual plane. As a resplendent being, and this means you're all connected in wholeness, nothing is actually trying to come against that. It's not physically in physics possible. It's actually only trying to merge with you, to get you to accept just a part of what you really are so that you can get to the next stage. Who ever said to stay at one point? This is my biggest qualm with the entire spiritual movement and the rest of the things going on on the planet is that everyone's always like, they're imagining balance has something to do with standing still. Balance is not achieved by standing still. It's achieved by going back and forth so fast that it's a blur. Thus it creates a bridge. That's balance. You see what I mean? So that in its realest tense. And so what I'm saying is, is that if we fail to keep looking, then all of this stuff that I'm showing you today becomes odd. Yet the people who are, who are forming and fashioning, this is Koenigsberg, uh, 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 Germany, but the people who are forming and fashioning your reality know about all of this. They know about controlling time. They know Solomon was, was the, the serpent sat who was Zervan, it was the Time Lord that he moved throughout time using the same vortex mathematics that Marco Roden revealed, hopping in a phone booth like a Time Lord coming out in different stages, mainly during the conflicts of mankind, popping up when Constantine is at the brink of, of losing his damn mind so that he can get at another stage of, of, of creating a world that he doesn't even know how it's all designed and what it's all about. 
Then that same entity show up to Alexander the Great since he was a little kid and metamorphosized him. And then probably that same entity roll up on Malcolm X 2,000 years in the future while he's in a prison cell. And then that same entity will even roll up on you if you don't understand what the hell and understand what the hell is really going on. Really, that hell is going on. That this dimension, as long as it remains in this kind of stage, is like hell with no fire. Thus, it freezes over. It's like a weird stage of stasis where it's neither hot nor cold. It's like Midgard. And so what I'm encouraging you to do today is to access who you really are as a spiritual being. To look deeper into what you see as sound, rhyme, reason and mystery and to see if in that you did not witness yourself and anything that seemed to look confusing do consider if it's new because that's where when the mind is in darkness things are going to come from out of that darkness right so this is what we're talking about so let me look uh, again, I'm actually not going to take any questions today because today was really a complete message. It's really something more of I would like people to think about. I'm going to show a couple images here just to make sure I go through my folder really rapidly. But I wanted to show you how it happens all in all cultures. It's not just one culture. Here's the Idrisil. This is the tree. This is exactly what these other diagrams are that I'm showing you. You see this one here? It's just a more graduated version of this. Okay. And here's another way of proving that. Let's see what I got here. Are these on my? Okay. Yeah, there's actually a few things that I need to, to really go through in here. So let me just finish with that. And I actually had some more. I'm not sure if it's in my chakra diagrams folder. It may be, but I guess I have to, again, be very repetitious and explain to man again and woman again what you really are, especially together, the beginning and the end, us coming together equals this, fully generative being, okay? So I'm gonna explain this to you, this album, because it was something I wanted to present today. So again, you see this, this is the, sh this is the phi base energy running through the body based on the oscillation and rotations of the planets. The planets themselves in conflict, giving us the term universe, meaning united in conflict, in their oscillations between each other, like they're perpetual, their conflicts of when they brush up against each other with magnetic and electric forces, create what we know as the body of the cosmos. That that same knowledge, thousands of years in the future, was turned into an exoteric metaphor, even within even a dream, not even a reality, of an individual named Daniel, who actually spoke the entire diagram of what the microcosmic, macrocosmic human really looks like but from a stage of zoomorphication, meaning as animals. And this is because that the human being, within all of their essence, does actually contain everything. And that means the other living life forms around us. And that also requires us to have a certain level, if not the highest level of respect for them, especially within their sacred act of living, as we are all living, doing the impossible. Here again, show, it shows you that the system of the human being is more charted out, the same as what you see in Chinese acupuncture, or also in bioenergetics, which is that each part of the human being, especially their pores, because their pores are ports, 
their nose and any holes in their body actually make up spaces that things enter and exit. When those things do enter, they do incubate and they do birth and bring forth life. On a simple level, there's at least thousands of entities living on the surface of our skin and we are not aware of them and they are probably aware of us every time we wash our hands. <laughs> Here again, you see that instead of there just being seven chakras, that some have even spread it out into a system of 21 chakras. This means seven worlds above, which are obviously to develop later on as a person gets into a higher state of consciousness, and also seven worlds below, also known as the netherworld or the world below the waist, which at the feet contain the serpents, which are the roots and the foundation to our existence, or one strand DNA. Also, you do see the body divided, that it actually contains a pair of itself, and that actually lets you know the stage in which humans in as a two, or in the dual plane, or as a deuce but as a deuce containing the pattern of a cone, and that cone allowing there to be a tone or, or tone played from each vibratory organ of the body, also known as a chakra. And that these chakras playing their tone and vibration give the human an orchestra or a level of energy that they play unique and individual to the reality, thus making up the entire reality spectrum. And that the knowledge itself of how to operate this system had been, into the, been in the hands of the ancients since the time that they arrived, but that the ancients that I am referring to seemed themselves to be what we would call extraterrestrial, that they in themselves chose more of everything than what he, the human is choosing today and blended themselves and acted out as multiple energies in existence. That this knowledge of the human being being in this stage is passed throughout the entire world meaning that, that it's not one culture, whether it be the lightest of skin to the darkest of skin, that was in, I would say, uh, <laughs> that there was no culture that did not possess this knowledge in some form, whether they understood it or, should I say, understood it or not. That even our culture today, whatever what, even our creed today, whatever culture or ilk it may be in, actually are in possession of the knowledge that we are a universe, showing you that the same thing can prevail throughout time, that maybe throughout time, no matter how advanced you are or think you are, you may not choose to use the real knowledge that you may have neglected and may have been lost to you. Again, that this knowledge of being supreme is not a myth and not a way to gas you up. We are not asking for your money or asking for you to do anything beside wake up because that's going to actually help every single organism on the planet, including yours truly. This knowledge, again, shows that the human body is a dynamo and that in most cases, those energies needing to actually ignite the dynamo are diametrically opposed to one another and that you as the guardian of that planet or that planetary system or state of consciousness must bring that planetary system or state of consciousness into balance before you graduate, thus collapsing the senses that you've been using upon themselves in order to gain a higher, more collected sense, a.k.a. hearsing. Okay? But without merging, you cannot leave the, the galactic region because the only way to witness everything is to, in fact, be it. Once again, that there in our ancient cultures in recent history, including the Mayans, had already been able to designate every single part of their body with the actual animal that contained the essence and genus of what that part of the body really stood for, 
showing that it doesn't take a rocket scientist or an individual working at CERN to comprehend that all is one, all is self. That the knowledge, once again, was usurped by none other than the king, Rex Mundy, who today runs under the faction of the Jesuit or the company of Jesus, have taken the knowledge and created a false world that does not power those that are involved in it. Meaning that the ones who worship, who's really Apollonius of Tyana, as you see Apollo here on the throne, that under, this, that under, the, under the image of Jesus, who is really Apollonius, studying under Pythagoras, the knowledge of the pentagram, that old serpent, actually created a new world, a shadow world, a world of shades or ghosts or myths where archons exist, which are just ideas, nothing real, stirring a person, getting, giving a person an opportunity to go into great stages of psychosis or cycles, meaning lost in a maze, the minotaur trapped, okay? And then once again, another culture, the same bodies. And that these bodies were seen in the sacred emblem of the yoni and the phallus, the pistol and the mortar, the same thing used to grind herbs and to blend them together. That, well, that's the shape of the pistol and the mortar, but this obviously was the lingam and the shiva lingam and the yoni. And this again symbolizes the two interlacing triangles. It's just another way of drawing it. As we come to a close here, we skim through a few more pictures through cultures of where the same thing pervades. The body is a universe. How many different ways can they tell you other beings are living inside of you? You can be invaded. You must get back to the throne of your consciousness, sit in the seat, become the sun that shines forth yourself, and do not take the false light or the illusion, meaning the lies, that you are not that, okay? Once again, showing the tatwas and the satwas, which are basically the positions that correspond with the body unlocking different levels of their inner verse. So there was, at one point, we had gotten so high into the consciousness that we had even figured out how to get into different stages of our own advancement through how we formed and shaped our body because a flexible body is indeed a flexible mind and allows one to discover the inner recesses of themselves. That humans are themselves, and the only term that we could use is the Russian doll. <laughs> that the planets themselves collapse into the human being and lay dormant themselves in the human being, waiting to be awakened. Our good friend G.H. Reeves, you know, despite what people may say, he still reveals some knowledge that was just mind-blowing. Even made an attempt to draw out what the actual body, where the body was positioned, the more macro body on the actual planet itself. To realize that there is a way to draw these charts out circular. So in many cases later on, the knowledge to encrypt it further was drawn in a two-dimensional level to where 
it was a circle, thus giving us today what we know as the, the zodiac. <coughs> and that this, this actually is an image of the sky as the zodiac, proving that those lights that are out in the sky actually are really inside of us and are only reflecting off of us, just as the, the sun in the center of the earth is, uh, that the sun in our world is reflecting off of the sun in the center of the earth. the real galactic core. That the Enneagram, which actually is the Sophagio, was full of entities that themselves bared certain vibrations. This is zoomorphication to understand the actual position and the frequencies of each deity, but the deity themselves being a cognate of a specific force that's necessary to generate life from one to nine. that the circular diagrams even brought forth within the aristocratic times bear the same things, that the same diagrams that I've been showing you earlier today about the chakra body is actually here, but not drawn as well, because again, they were still learning about the knowledge rather than knowing exactly what they were dealing with. That all life forms spread out like trees. So for us to remember once again, that before you just consider the human family, Consider all the families because at some point there's always a conjunction and that those who work heavily at bridge building have indeed secured themselves a very secure future in the astral projected plane. Meaning that if you wanted to know what astral position is the one in most demand, it is that of the bridge. Once again, bringing it to where it, it wasn't something that, again, you've seen in the Eastern traditions. They always try to say, oh, yeah, those people were crazy. We got rid of them. They were so crazy about what they believed in, and then all of it was false. That's why we started Christianity and blah, 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 blah. But recognizing the artwork <laughs> and recognizing the actual Greek entities, you actually see that there was still a replication in itself of the charts that we've seen earlier, a half-hearted replication once again, but that becoming the main pantheism that we're dealing with today in the popular religions. But again, if there was, there was a greater understanding, looking at one of these diagrams versus looking at one of those that are 2,000 years earlier, it can't even be compared. But then it gets more rudimentary to a point where there is a now a, a, a move that's made to make it as if every person on the earth is just a part of a tribal system of 12 tribes and with the missing 13th tribe. Remember, there's always one missing. But the same thing you see here, that now there's 12 tribes, meaning that there's 12 positions on the zodiac, right? And then those 12 tribes are man, woman, divided into 12 parts. So this time you're Libra, Scorpio, whatever, and then you bear the traits of that. I mean, it's not something that you can really argue with, with zodiacal uh, accuracy of how it can control a person's traits. But then also the graduated states of consciousness is when you understand how to, to, to metamorphosize those traits, meaning actually blend them in to make them more perfected. Obviously, again, crude systems, crude levels of the same system. We're getting here. We got about three more pictures left. Now this is when it's been completely taken material. <laughs> this is the same system, but now you see instead of the snakes and the roots, in the roots it is the people. And then it is the, the ones who dine off of them and et cetera, et cetera, all the way up to the king and then the God being money, okay? Then back to the body, what a great polarity. But you see in the bottom, elimination. 
elimination. Do you see what we're dealing with here? Okay, my mouse is showing on the screen. If this is the bottom and this is the bottom, right? So this is, this is how these, these blueprints really work. They're all just meshed on top of each other, appearing as something different. Let me check my sound here. Okay, great. We're almost at the end here. But you see, no, understand your body. Get into your body and actually get in there, and you reign as king over your own body. Stop eating, stop eating things that are actually tearing your body up. Stop sitting around all day and not building up more oxygen in the blood. Thus, make the body, like, push it. You, when you, you could talk to the body, like, you could just go right at it. Like, look, I just, you know, the way we're handling things, it's just not going to work out. And already I've heard of higher and greater things. So either you go there with me or I'm going to end up getting there anyway. So you need to make a decision because we're about to go outside and we're about to go work out. And we're about to, you know, clean out this refrigerator. And then we're about to go and get some of these supplements that can get this Kundalini and this prana flowing so I can burn up some of these toxins. And then I'm already going into a higher stage of consciousness. So from, I don't even need to start thinking about what I'm going to do. I just need to get active and busy because it's not a genie in the bottle, people. It manifests. It's just as sure as physics. Once you start raising your personal vibratory frequency, you go into the principalities of your own states of consciousness. And then you get all the way to the principalities and you come back down again. And it's not like you're losing or it's a loss. You're actually gaining more energy and more power by continuously planting more seeds that you've gained from these higher regions and states of consciousness, aka known as ideas. So again, to finish this off, understand that there was more of a popular thought that saw all the teachings that we're now witnessing today as Christianity as more of, a, a, of the galactic connection that man has with the soul, man and woman has with the solar system. So that just after a certain point, it became less popular. <laughs> <laughs> by, you know, obviously they were by suggestion. And that finally this chart here, which is symbols of alchemy, and I'll blow this up a little bit. The only other picture that was here was actually the transit of Venus, but everyone's pretty much aware of that. But notice here then, now alchemy is, is, is uh, very integral and it's very encoded and encrypted because it's, it was put together by a group of individuals mainly that understood the knowledge and the power of the transmutation of the body, but also understood the danger of that knowledge falling into the hands of the wrong individuals, which I don't believe that they were able to completely prevent. And, but what it's about is, is that it's the body, because each organ, each valve in our body, like if you notice in the alchemical process, there are different kinds of glass work. And the shapes of those glasses, okay, are if you can if you have the best glass it's actually the shape of that particular canal or that particular opening in the body so to realize that inside of your mind there are these these um <laughs> so i'm looking for one word here ah. they're like bulbs but you know i'm looking for a specific word because there, there's a there's a specific word for it, but anyway, what you have inside of your body is you have these different areas that are shaped like bulbs, okay? You, could, you would need to blow glass to be able to make something as perfect as what is inside the body because all the air, like the air you take in, the cold air, it goes down into different chambers and it gets compressed and it turns into different things. So notice how this picture, again, it's alchemical treaty, 
but it's actually showing first the hearth, right? And then as it's burning up, the impurities, this impurity is going into another vessel, right? And then the, that vessel, look at how the crown is there, because that's, the, that's where the, the crown, I mean, excuse me, that's where the, the root chakra is, right? And the king, right? And then that vessel, right, is pushing up the energies. Notice how this is the sun and the moon, okay? So the boiling of that hearth is giving energy to the upper worlds, okay? And these, instead of seeing it as only on the physical plane, it's in your spiritual stage of consciousness. So that when you ascend this ladder, you know, the king, the queen, the cross, the ego, all these different things, and then you finally get beyond the stars, because this is obviously a small uh, clip of this entire painting, but you get beyond the stars, then you're into this higher stage of consciousness, showing that alchemy itself wasn't just the art of turning metals into something that's ingestible. It was also the knowledge of how the body functions, and that if you became a master of alchemy, you became a master of the universe. And that's what I was saying before, and especially the universe, excuse me, and that's what I was saying before about being the master of something. So that way you can see through that, that all things are the same thing. So we're going to go ahead and close out here. I just want to let everyone know that um, there's awesome stuff going on at Realm Dynamics. You can definitely check out the site. There's been some updates. We've also created a knowledge base there, uh, especially for people who are experiencing some kind of uh, infirmity. Um, there's also an opportunity, again, we have the specialist program that's metamorphosizing. We're actually going to have another meeting here on Tuesday. So if you want to participate in that, it's a way for you to really start building current for yourself. I want people to understand that just the elements that are available, like if you understand Ayurveda, Ayurveda enriches, it's, it's the plant-based matter that's necessary to reestablish that part of your, your inner being that needs that vegetation and, and needs that diversity of vegetation and mineralization. The Ayurveda caters to that. We finally got the enzymes. I've linked up with a gentleman that's the seventh highest climber in the world, and he's developed this, this company that does enzymes. And he's done so much research. He even came down to Costa Rica, and he, just demonstrating very simply how when you're processing proteins, metals, whatever, you're going to process 96% more with this particular formula. With enzymes in general, it's a good thing, but sometimes you have a hard time getting really good enzymes, especially enzymes that are made out of things that you know, are not going to really throw off your system. And this uh, it's called Astrazyme, uh, which is on Rel Dynamics, is quite amazing because, again, 96% more processing of protein. I hope I'm saying those numbers right. And even more things. And so that's a big thing because what happens is, is that all the toxins that would generally just stay because they're basically waiting in line, like the tubes are clogged, so it's like waiting in line. It's like, maybe I get down there. It helps to move that by eating that, right? And then also giving the body a nutrient that it can actually use because it, it, the enzyme digests that. So that's just a little insight on digest uh, enzymes. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. Cell salts is a major thing also because, or, or a little bit more later, but cell salts is a major thing because it actually allows you within a six-month period to pinpoint hereditary issues. And that's as much as I really can say about it on air, but there is a, a, what we call a zodiacal diagnosis going on with cell salts, and then we have a ton of information on them, so just check that out on the Realm Dynamics site. I just want to say wholeness to everyone. There's been tons of people that have been involved just on mentally, spiritually, and physically. You can tell all beings are showing up. 
for this massive level presenting information as long as we can. That's why I try to pack all these shows with all the information that you need because you don't necessarily have to be attached to the network and being dependent on the network. You can come in, get your information, get your upgrade, and go and do what you do, oh mighty ones. And now this is the time where I actually have to say that we're going to conclude. I just want to let everyone know if you can support in certain ways, understand that this is a massive movement. So what we're really trying to do is bring this information to the globe because the faster the people realize that this is going on, that they're magnificent beings and that they've really been underrated, imagine China. Imagine China getting the, getting the drift of this. That there's, it's not, in, in a sense, we use the word sometimes upgrades. People need to understand this, and I was explaining to this to a good friend of mine. But if you can see yourself somewhere closer to the point of the Big Bang, which is when all of the beings were still collected within a few different kind of large elemental macrobe forms. If you can see yourself then and then see yourself now, you can see how many times you've been divided and faceted and colored, colored shaped, polished by Lux to make you look the way that it wants you to be, right? Because it's all about the mirror. The mirror is the most powerful uh, uh, tool of magic and mysticism because it actually allows a person to look in the mirror in the bathroom and to actually think that they're the person that they're looking at. So then, so that's the one mirror. And then the next mirror is the black mirror, which is actually a TV because then it gives input meaning it tells the person what they should look like and what they should act like. So then between the person visiting the black mirror and then the white mirror, they can keep transforming themselves, meaning that the person can see in the black mirror a dress that they want, go buy that dress, then go look in the white mirror and see if they actually look like that. But then the whole thing be a game because after all, the person is not who's in the mirror, nor what is generally on TV real. Right? Most of the stuff that's on TV out there is an illusion. It's like the movie. It's not, they always say, this is not really happening. It's not really going on because it's so mixed with fallacy. So realize what's going on. Higher levels of things have arrived today to you again. And most certainly we'll see you in the next two weeks. Wholeness and balance vibration. And thank you for participating in season three of AstroQuest. It's been realer than anything. And as I always say, it's not reality, it's actuality.